Welcome to the Very Jessica podcast. I'm Jess and I'm here to guide you into confidence and stepping into your power. Today I am so excited to be chatting to Kiki. Now Kiki is a transformation expert and digital nomad who is passionate about helping solopreneurs transform their business and life on the mental, emotional and spiritual plane so that they can manifest a reality beyond their wildest dreams. She is a formerly trained master NLP and EFT practitioner, life and success coach, and is obsessed with becoming the best version of herself so she can teach her clients to do the same. At the end of 2018, Kiki founded the Namaste Babe brand, which I love. And in just over one year, she was able to take that business global, running it from anywhere with a Wi-Fi signal, and in two years, transformed it into a six-figure business, guys. Kiki is the real deal. You can check her out on Instagram at Namaste Babe. She has a Facebook community as well, which I'm going to link in the show notes. And you have to listen to the Namaste Babe podcast. It is epic. Oh my goodness. Hey, Kiki, how are you doing today? Hello, very Jessica. <laughs> I am wonderful. How are you? I'm so good. Honestly, every time I jump on a Zoom call with you, my whole energy lifts. And it's got to be something about you because it transcends the physical and it comes through Zoom and it makes me feel amazing. I love it. My cheeks are already hurting. <laughs> I feel as though that is a very mutual feeling. Good. I'm pleased. I'm pleased. <laughs> and I'm dying for people to hear about you, your story. Uh, manifestation quantum leaps like there's so much I want to pack into this episode so Amazing. I just want to ask firstly for you to introduce yourself and a little bit about your journey to Namaste babe <laughs> yes ma'am okay so depending on when this comes out we're actually rebranding Namaste babe so ah! there's like big things that are coming up in this month and like into next month. So I'm really excited about that. So stay tuned guys. Amazing. Um, I am Kiki Yura and it is first of all, an honor to be here. Like, thank you so much. Um, so a little bit about me, I got started in the entrepreneurship side of things when I moved across my country. I'm from Canada. I moved from Toronto to like the middle of nowhere, British Columbia, um, very close to Alaska. It was like night and day for me. And I had just uh, survived thyroid cancer. And so the big thing for me is that I really wanted to take charge of my health. And this little tiny town that I moved to, there was no... 24 hour anything that I was used to living in the big city of Toronto. And when I got up there, my friend had like reached out to me. I think I was complaining because I went to go do hot yoga. Um, what I thought was hot yoga. And it turned out to be the recreation center, turning up the radiator in <laughs> the room. <laughs> so I wasn't too keen on that. And I'm pretty sure I like complained about that. And my friend reached out and she goes, listen, I'm doing these like at-home workouts. Do you want to try them out? And I was like, you know what? It's way better than going to a gym. So I'll go buy some dumbbells. And yeah, sure. Got really incredible results. Joined the company the next month and saw amazing, just like opportunity and potential from that. Mm -hmm. And from there, I really fell in love with the personal development side of things. That is where 
my passion for uh, coaching comes from, my passion for NLP. It really all started with like the mindset piece and really realizing that our thoughts create our reality. And it was almost like this spiritual awakening that happened. There were so many things that happened in like a year, I would say. And so I did really well with this company, but there was just something that didn't feel right anymore. And so I found another network marketing company that was based in personal development and spirituality, which was like right up my alley. I discovered manifestation. I started diving into that. The first two months that I consciously started manifesting, my life completely like shifted. It was crazy. I manifested 20K in two months, which was like unheard of for me. And fast forward the second network marketing company I joined, I left my full-time job because I was like one of the very first people to get in with this company. And then five months after leaving my corporate job, they closed the doors to the company practically like overnight. And I was left up shit Creek without a paddle. (laughs) And I had just started, you know, when I got into the network marketing side of things, um, my upline at the time, she goes, have you ever thought about being a life coach? (laughs) I was like, you know, it's kind of in that like two to five year plan, or I guess it was like the five-year plan at the time. And then two years later, there I was actually launching my own life coaching business, which wow. was Namaste Babe. And Namaste Babe came from Namaste Wellness, which was the first um, network marketing company that I was with. So oh, I just kind right. of transcended it. I love it. Look at the universe working for you there. Always. What a journey. Always. What a journey. And there's so much I want to dive into. But firstly, I know you had huge quantum leaps and I know you touched on your cancer in in that um, introduction, which was amazing. And by the way, I'm so lucky to have you here. So thank you. Like I'm grinning that I've even got you on my podcast. I'm like, what is life? So, um, So thank you. But yeah, could you just dive into a little bit more about your story? Because I know that's super inspiring right now for anybody who's going through anything, you know? Yeah, totally. Um, Thank you for that. I was going down, oh man, like this goes way back, but pretty much throughout my childhood, I was the girl that was severely bullied. And through that, I was very much taught that it wasn't okay to be me. It wasn't okay to be my fully expressed version of myself. And I learned from a young age that I was too much. I was too Mm. loud. I talked too much. I, you know, was just so extroverted and not a lot of people could handle that. Mm -hmm. And so then I had to shrink and then I had to fit into the mold. And of course this was all unconscious. Um, but over the years and going through this work, I've been able to go back and look at my childhood and say, Wow. Okay. So, you know, I started smoking cigarettes when I was 13 because I wanted to, I wanted to be cool. Mm -hmm. Um, I started having a boyfriend every, like, you know, I'd get a boyfriend and then I'd dump him and then I'd get a boyfriend and then I'd dump him because I would just want that approval from someone. And once I got it, I was bored. Then throughout university, I just like started eating my feelings and then I started drinking my feelings and then it was casual sex. And Mm -hmm. then, you know, it just kept going. 
And it got to a point where I was um, working in the bar industry in downtown Toronto, brushing shoulders with celebrities, hockey players, baseball players, like 24-7, and never had to pay for anything, alcohol, drugs, and it was just freely available. So I started going down a really dark path. And uh, with that, I lived not in downtown Toronto. I lived in the suburbs. And so I was constantly like drinking and driving too. And it would be after my shift, you know, I'd go out and party and then I'd go home at like four or five in the morning after doing a whole bunch of cocaine thinking that I was sober. Right. 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 And so anyways, um, you know, as if like that wasn't enough of a wall to hit, I then was diagnosed with cancer. And it was just to me from the spiritual perspective, it was the culmination of all of these unhealed traumas. Um, Most importantly, the thyroid is linked to the throat chakra, which is linked to communication and expression. So when you look at this from a holistic standpoint, um, it's really, the two are very linked and very synergistic. And I had to go on and have surgery to completely remove my thyroid. They found two nodules um, on either side of my of my thyroid, both of which were like centimeters in diameter, like three and six centimeters or something. They were really big. Um, so they completely removed my thyroid and that was a whole process afterwards to like be adjusted to life without a thyroid and getting my mindset. I still work on this to this day about my mindset around having a body that isn't tired all the time or having a body that can lose weight easily. It's, it's been quite the roller coaster on the other side of things. I'm sure. Can I just say thank you so much for your openness with that whole story? Like it's so refreshing to sit with someone who's able to show like, Hey, you know, openly say, Hey, here's this dark shit that happened Mm -hmm. and here's, and just be really open about it because it makes you know, your story so much more relatable and so much more inspiring when you can see, hey, look, Kiki came from this dark place where she wasn't happy, she wasn't serving herself and look at her life now. So thank you is what I want to say firstly, truly. And secondly, I'm, you know, I'm not sure how to word this, but I'll just let it flow. (laughs) What I want to say from that, what I'm feeling I want to say from that is almost like that experience that is as, as rock bottom as I can imagine you know, like, you know, I can't put myself there, but that feels pretty rock bottom. I, I left out the part <laughs> where, um, I actually fell asleep behind the wheel once and wow. never, I made it out scot-free. I was never wow. arrested or caught or anything like that. So wow. yes, continue. <laughs> yeah. I mean, again, thank you. Rock bottom. <laughs> we're at the rock. We're on the rocks. That's for sure. Yeah. And so what I guess what I'm trying to say is that from that place, what and it doesn't sound cheesy by saying just saying like what did it teach you but like what's different now for you what what triggered what mm. was the last thing to trigger you into this journey to be like you know enough's enough and and how did you start implementing that does that make sense one thousand percent um so I don't think it was just one thing before mm. I was diagnosed with cancer I think the falling asleep behind the wheel uh was definitely 
not passing out behind the wheel was definitely a big wake up call for me. And I had started to try to go down the uh, healthier path ish of like, this isn't sustainable, Mm. but I still really like the drugs and the drinking. So I'm going to just start eating better and I'm going to start running and I'm going to do all of these things while still partying. Right. Okay. And so the cancer diagnosis was a big, um, okay. Wake up like brick wall that I had to hit and it still didn't quite teach me everything. I think Mm. there was still lessons, old habits die hard, right? Mm. So there were a lot of lessons that had to be integrated. However, what I will say is that that was the pivotal point for me. Okay. So it was a succession of things that led one thing after the other. And I just went with my gut. And this is a huge thing that I talk to people about is like following your intuition when things don't make sense. <laughs> I just did a little, a little shimmy. <laughs> because this is what happens is it didn't make sense for me to leave my, my, you know, city to go move to the middle of nowhere, like a 3000 or sorry, 3 million person population to an 8,000 person population. Like that didn't make sense, but I did it. Yeah. Um, the home workouts was like, uh, uh, okay. But Mm -hmm. then it didn't make sense really to like step into the business side of things. I was like, oh, this could be fun to make some extra income. Mm -hmm. Right. And it was just this succession of things, but really what it taught me is that like the biggest lesson of all of these things was that if you don't heal, Mm. you're going to be brought up against many challenges. And so you're going to keep getting the lessons that you need to receive in bigger and bigger ways until you finally get hit over the head. And cancer was me being hit over the head. Wow. I mean... Oh, wow. I mean, wow. I just keep saying, I mean, wow. So there's that. I'm going to blame the baby. I love you. Let's I'm just gonna, blame the baby. I'm going to blame the baby for my lack of words. <laughs> but yeah, amazing. I, I just want to say that again. Like if you don't heal, mm. you know, that it will keep showing up for you in bigger ways. And and that's been true in my life. And I see it reflected in so many other people's lives as well. I now, I want to dive into the fun stuff now and thank you for sharing and you know you're unbelievably inspiring but I want to dive into well a let's talk about gut because I also made a decision last year where I think I'd been really out of touch with my intuition Mm. and I just decided you know what I'm gonna say yes I'm gonna follow my intuition and it's led me to tears sometimes like knowing I'm gonna invest in this coach but I don't really have the money but my gut's telling me I have to do it and it's paid off time and time again so how would you because a lot of people say to me and I'm sure you get a swell but like, how do I know? Like, how do I listen to my intuition? Like, what is your advice when it comes to that? Okay. So first and foremost, we've been conditioned to not trust our gut. We've been conditioned to go with the societal standards and norms. And that that society, first of all, is very patriarchal. Like Mm. that's not meant for, that was an 
a society that was built in, you know, the industrial times for work, like the school system, let's just say, you know, North America hasn't changed in over a hundred years. And it was built for a very different time. Well, you see more and more people who aren't graduating high school, aren't graduating university, go on to be super successful because we have this thing called the internet where you can literally be self-taught on anything. And so there's a huge disconnect for so many people because they're taught to do what they should do. And should is going to ruin your life. Ah, say again, please say it again. (laughs) Should is going to ruin your life. If you're doing something that you should be doing, should, first of all, probably feels gross to you. Like that is your gut. That is your intuition. If something's telling you, it's like, you know, okay, you go on to do something that you should do, but then afterwards you're like, oh, fuck, why did I do that? Mm. That it's like, I knew I shouldn't have done that. Yeah. That's your gut. Yeah. That's your intuition, but it's the aftermath of it. Yeah. So what we want to do is try to connect you to it beforehand Mm -hmm. so you can trust it. And I'll give you the example of when I left my full-time job, I was $20,000 in debt. I went on to become almost close to $70,000 in debt and just paid it off in like the 70K I paid off in 11 months last year. Wow. And so there is a knowing that was within me of, okay, I'm 20K in debt, but what is it going to cost me to not go after this? And that was so much more on the negative end of the scale than trying to take a leap of faith. And like, this is the thing that I always talk to my clients about is, what, what is the worst case scenario? Like, yes. You going to die. And um, at the end of the day, it's like a lot of it is ego. A lot mm-hmm. of it is, well, I could fail. Okay. Well, what does it mean if you fail? Well, I'm going to look like an idiot. Okay, cool. Like when in your life have you gone through something and you've looked like an idiot and you're still here to tell the story? Like yeah. it's fine. Yeah. And I really just, it, the ego plays so much in it, but it's because the ego is trying to keep us safe from like a evolutionary perspective mm-hmm. of it can't tell the difference between our fear of taking a chance or our fear of literally being killed. Like that is the same reaction in our bodies. So you have to really like dissect the fear and is it a life-threatening decision? Probably not. Yeah. So you just got to get comfortable being uncomfortable. (laughs) Do you know what's so funny? It's like, no matter how many times I read here, because, you know, I'm completely, I'm mindset obsessed. I'm in every workshop. I read every book, (laughs) you know, and no matter how many, somebody can say it and it just lands. Mm. Like I just had chills. And I think like, that's, the amazing thing about this work is that you, you're always learning. There's always going to be a aha moment. There's, you know, we're always growing. And everything you said just then just ma- made me think of people I speak to or anyone listens to this podcast who's, you know, I always talk about that itching, that something's, mm. oh, something's not there feeling right. And it is, it's that like, follow your gut, not what you should do. 
right? right. And, you know, should is bullshit. Like you said, it's oh, just such oh, bullshit. Oh. So I love it. So, you know, for you to say all those things and say, hey, like I came from 20K debt. I made the debt even more, but I knew that the cost would be more to not follow this gut yeah. feeling. I'm like, mic drop. And But it only took me a year and a bit of like really consistent, and I don't like the word hard. It wasn't hard because I was doing it from a space of passion, but mm -hmm. consistent work, like it takes effort to build a business. Like you have to put in the mm -hmm. effort to get to where you want to go. But like, I could have done it a lot sooner if I had actually worked hard and grinded, but like, that was not the way that I wanted to build my business. So I was fine. And I'm not going to lie. Like there were scary moments, but again, those scary moments were okay. So if I run out of money and I literally have nothing, I go and I go, go back to work on ships or yeah. I like, you yeah. know, in that thought at one point when I was at that, like at the, this time last year, I was about 60 K in the hole. Right. And I just remember, I was like, okay, I could still run my business taking like one or two calls port days and yeah. then just get that consistency of an income to like help me feel safe and secure. And then there was a part of me that was like, no, fuck that, that energy, mm. that effort that I'm like putting into my fallback plan is the energy and effort that I just need to be directing this way mm. into my business. Yeah. And that's what ended up happening is as soon as I redirected my effort, my energy, my attention, really listening to that gut of like, no, no, no. Cause then COVID happened. And so yeah. the universe was like, fuck that. Like yeah. your, your fallback plan isn't actually a fallback <laughs> yeah. <plan>. Uh -huh. <laughs> and then I, I took that energy and I was like, okay, what, how can I serve my people right now? And it was almost like this time last year where I created a free offer, like a very low cost offer and had the most people sign up for it wow. because they were like, yeah, we need this. Yeah. You know, it just came to me with your backup, like backup plan. I love it. I think people, I'm doing little like thingies with my quotation marks and nobody can see me. So <laughs> that's fine. Um, it's like, just came to me this idea of like, you know, like a blanket that you put on a fire but yeah, like, but like it puts the whole fire out. You know, yeah. I mean, it's like that, that is the idea of like a safety blanket, isn't it? It's like, you know, I had, I've had a very similar experience where, oh, you know, the money is great. It's consistent. Um, but it goes back to what you said earlier, but what is the cost? What is the personal yes. cost? And that is the most important thing. So you've obviously manifested this, like, you know, great success, this aligned life. And by no means am I saying that it's not been without its hardships. Oh, it's yeah, been without yeah. struggles. But when it comes to manifestation, I know it can be a very intimidating topic for people. And what I love about the way you work is that you make it so relatable. And so can you just like tell us a bit more about how you see manifestation and how it's worked for you, etc. Absolutely. So manifestation is a very simple process at its core. And a lot of people will say, but Kiki, I can't manifest. And I say to them, 
Are you breathing, living? Is your heart beating? Because if that is the case, you are, you're probably just not manifesting what it is that you desire. And instead you're manifesting the things that you don't want. Right. And at the end of the day, manifestation is all about your energy, right? A lot of people will tell you that it's about your thoughts and like, yes, that's the basics of it. And so your thoughts create your reality, but your thoughts actually create your feelings and your feelings and your thoughts have energy associated to them. So then when you combine those two things together, you're either going to be like motivated. If your, your feelings are positive, you're going to be motivated to take action and if your feelings aren't so positive, you're probably not going to want to take any action to go towards what it is that you want, or you're going to take action that's like self-sabotaging behaviors. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that produces a result. Yeah. And the result is either favorable or not favorable. And yeah. that's really manifestation at its yeah. like very base. I love that. What would you say to people? Because I know for me, I've, this is something I've struggled with in manifestation, And I know other people speak to as well. It's like when a goal, like, obviously I want these things, but there's still an element of me that would feel like it's not possible for me. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Absolutely. I think what's happening with the like conditioning you touched on earlier is that, okay, I would love these things, but that doesn't, you know, you get this attitude Mm. so much and it pisses me off. Like, that's not possible for you or you need to just get something steady or blah 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 and then you know you get told it so much you believe it so like how how do you recommend like combating those thoughts because I know that's not going to get my energy in line no exactly and so the for me the biggest thing was the mindset stuff to begin with right Mm -hmm. the the very basics of manifestation is where you decondition your thought process And that goes by listening to more uplifting podcasts. That goes by reading more books that are aligned with mindset. Um, This is everything that I did to really get my mindset shifted. Mm -hmm. And just realizing that, you know, going back to kind of what you were talking about earlier um, after I told my story is that I was very much in a victim mentality of these things always happen to me. Mm -hmm. And now... I'm in a completely different mindset of I am the creator of my reality. I am a victor Mm. of my life. And that just takes repetition and a little bit of time, right? It's not going to happen overnight. Um, But the other thing that I can just kind of give as as an example is there are people like that even people I not intentionally surround myself with, but yeah, <laughs> there are people with these lacking mindsets that are like, well, these are the conditions that I was born into. Right. Okay, yeah. cool. Well, look at people who are handed everything in life and then piss it away. Yeah. Like they were given the conditions, but they didn't keep the conditions. And then you can look at people who come from absolutely nothing and make incredible lives for themselves. What's the difference between those two people? It has nothing to do with their resources. No, it has everything to do with their resourcefulness. And there's a big difference between the two of those. I can't take credit for that. I stole it from Tony Robbins. I know, but still just, it came out of your mouth and it made me feel great. So (laughs) I love that. I I do that all the time, but then sometimes I'm like, I don't know who said this, but I'm, it's not me. 
but I'm going to repeat it and we'll find out who said it. <laughs> but it yeah. literally, that changed mm. my life. I love uh, that. It, it has nothing to do with the resources and everything to do yeah. with your resourcefulness. It's not about what you have access to. It's about how you motivate yourself to get that access. Yeah. It's so easy to just slip into this idea of like, you know, take yourself off the hook and go, oh, well, I don't have this and I don't have that. And then, you know, and then moan about the results you're not getting. Whereas I can, you know, I can not get results, but I can actually say, okay, that didn't work out. How am I going to focus myself differently? What's what, you know, what was, what do I need to change here to be able to get this result rather than saying, well, well, you know, <laughs> so I love what you said. That's that then. I, I love you. Yeah. That goes back to NLP and mm. being at cause, right? Yeah, 100%. Are you living at cause or are you living in effect of your circumstances? Yes. If you're at cause, you're making things happen and you're taking responsibility for your outcomes and your results in your life. And that is an empowered state. That is an empowered person. So, you know, there's so many free resources nowadays that there is no excuse. hundred percent. Yeah. The internet, you can, you know, you can use it in one of two ways. You can use it to numb and waste yep. time, or you can use it to empower. And, you know, don't you want to be empowered and confident right. and feel good? And, you know, this, at the end of the day, everything I'm hearing from you is like, take control, take responsibility. It's not always going to be easy, but it's always no. going to be worth it. <laughs> oh my yeah? goodness. I just finished crafting a post. I'm, I'm going to probably put it up like tomorrow or the next day, but talking about how, and this is a powerful part of manifestation too, that kind of goes into the deeper layers that not everyone understands is that emotional intelligence is so imperative when it comes to your, uh, your outcomes, because I went through one of like 2020 sucked for everyone. Mm -hmm. Let's just get that straight. <laughs> yeah. 100%. But 2020 was, there was a chunk of time. There was like a quarter of that year where I was in the thick of it and there was drama and nonsense and so much coming at me from all corners, all directions. And it would have been really easy to just allow it to happen to me and mm -hmm. say, this is just a shitty season. And of course this would happen to me. And, you know, I can't control you can never control what's happening to you, but you can control how you respond to it rather yeah. than react to it. Mm -hmm. And this was a huge lesson of like the past year of me working on my emotional intelligence and the universe is like, you ready, bitch? Because yes. we're about to go. And I really, during those three months, was like breaking out in skin issues. Like I was stressed. And at the same time, I was aware of this stress and I was doing things to allow myself the space to go through them because there was a lot that needed to be go gone through mm -hmm. rather than like avoid or numb out or just try to like stuff the emotions down. And on the other side of that, I had one of my most financially successful months. I had never had a five-figure month up until that point. And then I almost had a multiple five-figure month. In the middle of a global pandemic. In the middle of a global pandemic, but in the middle of my own personal, personal. shit yeah. of just nonsense and drama like you would not believe. And yeah. I'm it's not my laundry to air, but 
There was just a lot going on and it was compounded. And during all of that, I was able to sit with the emotions. Literally my motto for 2020 was this sucks and I'm still thriving. Wow. It can be both. Yeah. Oh, I feel like that's going to help, like help inspire so many people in that, you know, I feel a lot of us, our first instinct when it comes to the difficult stuff inside of us or the difficult stuff around us Mm. is to numb it, pretend it's not happening. I don't want to deal with this. But if you think about everything you just said, you know, actually to sit and feel it and heal it on the other side, there's this freedom. There's this, there's this like, you know, this energy then, because you've cleared, you've made space for the rest of the stuff that you actually want to come. And it's yeah. really hard. And I get it because I've hundred percent been there watching the other people on Instagram. You know, I'm yet to hit my five figure months, but I've been, I've manifested some incredible things. And I've been on the other side where I'm looking at these other people doing it like, you know, but you know, how am I, going to do that blah blah blah. and then you start seeing it happen and for me that's how it's been my trust because I start seeing it in the little things and then they turn into big things and they turn into bigger things and so like how at this point I have two questions leading on from this (laughs) at this point how how do you trust the universe like what what first made you like trust the process I had written once I mean I have unconsciously manifested for we're always unconsciously Uh manifesting Mm -hmm. but when I saw what I had unconsciously manifested that was actually like real life in front of me I was like whoa I I wrote down prior to going back to work on ships like in 2015 Um, I had written down a list of all of the characteristics that I wanted in a partner because I had just gone through releasing a seven-year emotionally abusive, toxic relationship. And I wrote this list down. And I think like two months later, he appeared before my eyes. And I didn't realize it until I was on a ship in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean. And I said, the list. And I still didn't know. I still didn't know what manifestation was at that point. It was another two years before I knew, Mm. but I was like, what a coincidence. And this is the thing the coincidences aren't coincidences. (laughs) So my, my, uh, tip for you, if you will, is that there have been times in your life where you have wanted something so badly and then you got it. That's manifestation. And you just haven't called it that. Right. So every single time before you get something new, get something exciting, a promotion at work, the job that you want, whatever brand new car, you're desiring it. Mm. And then it manifests in your physical reality. It's the same thing. Yeah. And so in a way, your your existence is proof you need to trust in the process because you've done it and this you know actually looking back on my life I remember having no doubt at all that I was going to get into dance college with a scholarship and like it's I've actually then got it knocked out of me because I felt I mean I guess 
you, the industry knocks you, you think you're cocky or whatever like that. But it wasn't even from an arrogance. It's just, I could see myself there. I knew I was going, I didn't apply to stay at my current school, which was an amazing school. Everyone's like, yeah. you best put in your application. And they, and they gave it to me. I never handed it in. You know, I'm like, no, I'm not handing it. I'm going to be there. And, you know, and so I'm, <laughs> I manifested that because I was going and that's not to say, and it's such a difficult line is it's not to say that if that wasn't the right thing I know something else would have manifested that was the right thing you know because sometimes you really I really wanted something and something better came along or actually not yet I wasn't quite ready for that oh my god that has happened so many times in my life that whole three-month period that I was just talking about the year prior I felt like I was ready for these five-figure months And something happened that knocked me off my ass. And that month I had gone from like five and a half K months consistently to an $847 month. Wow. And it took me from September of 2019 to April of 2020 to get myself back up to the five and a half past. Like that was my first seven K month. But I thought I was ready and the universe delivered me a test to be like, okay, let's see. Mm. And my, I reacted to that scenario. And I, my, I had no emotional intelligence when it came to this thing that happened. And so, and I got a double whammy too, because that's really what the universe does. She's like, so (laughs) I hear that this is what you want. Let's send you this, this, and your in-laws unexpectedly for a week and we're going to throw in your period three days early go (laughs) now whenever I speak to universe I'm going to hear your voice (laughs) you are now the universe to me so thank you I am the universe (laughs) no I love that it's so right you're going to be tested right I, I you know it takes me just before I was going to Costa Rica, my gut said, book, go to Costa Rica for six weeks. Like, oh, because that makes sense while I'm not earning any money. And, <laughs> you know, totally. And I'm like, how am I going to convince Martin? Like, hey, do you think we should go to Costa Rica for like a month? Like, let's just do it. And like, as we're chatting, a British Airways sale comes through on our email. Flights to Costa Rica Stop. are discounted. And I'm like, he's on board I'm like yes 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 we're going I'm like all buzzing it's just after a domestification like you know we are going to make it happen for us this is you know we're not just going to sit around waiting and then like three days leading up to going to Costa Rica did the universe try me or what everything (laughs) went wrong the flights were not only cancelled BA like didn't let us know that we couldn't go via America they weren't going to let us in we had to pay a thousand pounds to get another flight the night before because we'd had to have a COVID test so if we left it to the Sunday we'd have to get a whole COVID test redone which was like a two-week wait and so my mum had to drive down from London I'm two hours away and drive us to Birmingham which is another three hours up the country in the middle of the night so we could get this random flight to Costa Rica and I'm going to Martin the whole time the universe is testing us because there's something really good on the other side of this. The yes. universe is testing us. Like yes. we, we're not going to freak out. We're going to keep going. We're just going to pay the thousand pound. We'll get it back. Like, let's just do it. And we're both like, the universe is testing us. You know? <laughs> and my God, like this trip was life-changing. I actually got pregnant. So, hey, <laughs> like there's a whole lot of other stories, but that brings me to that. It's like, instead of reacting to it, so, okay, 
okay, I welcome the challenge. Thank you. Yes. It's going to allow me to grow. You know, that's not to say we don't have our moments where we sit on the floor crying, eating all the chocolate or whatever. Yeah, but, absolutely. You know, but actually welcoming it. So I love, I love it. But it's so funny that you say that. I remember flying home from Kidmat, like Northern BC to Toronto one year and our flight left Kitimat late and I had a connecting flight that only had a 50 minute span and the the flight attendant was going through the aisles being like okay who's got the connecting flight to this place and this place come to the front of the plane and he goes I really like I really want you to just you you're probably not going to make your flight and I was like oh no I'm I'm making it and he goes I'm just letting you know the plane is boarding as we speak and we are still like we're approaching Vancouver. And I was like, I don't care what you say. I am making the flight. And the guy that was sitting beside me was looking. He's like, I just want to manage your expectations. This was the flight attendant. And then the guy beside me, I looked at him and I was because he's looking at me like I'm crazy. Yeah. And I'm looking at him and I was like, don't you dare say that we're not getting on this flight because we are. <laughs> I am not even kidding you. Me and him ran to the gate and we were the last two people to make it on the flight. Look at that. Look at yeah. that for some absolute mindset action coming yes. into play right there. Like actually, you know, I was like, here, I like- am making it home <laughs> while it is still, cause it was like Christmas Eve. And I was like, there's no way no. that I'm missing any I'm flights. in an airport. Yeah. And I, I think that's like, what happens a lot. Sometimes you get tested by the universe and we think, is it a sign that I shouldn't be doing this? Right. Like, you know, it even crossed my mind, even though I, that's not how my mindset works. Like, should, am I not meant to go to Costa Rica? Like, because right. everything right now is telling me not to go to Costa Rica. <laughs> Everything's screwing up. So should I just cancel the whole thing, cut my losses, get my money back? And it's like, actually, you know, that's the moment to keep going when the tests are really coming, right? And so how do you... I was just going to say the universe just asks, how bad do you want it? Right. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to Costa Rica. I'm getting on my flight, like try and stop me. Whereas if you've gone, whatever, I I could get a hotel here, you know, and that's all coming down to the mindset and how we approach things, right? Which is just giving people reactionable things. Sometimes I make up words. I don't know if actionable. Yes, it is. Okay, great. Good. Just clearing that up. (laughs) Um, So what I was going to lead on to is like, how do you, and before we wrap up, how do you focus and like align your energy? Mm. Like, because I know that the the world tries to throw our energy off all the time. So like, how does that work for you? I have a very long process. (laughs) Oh, right. Okay. Um, Strap in. No, I'm joking. Just a couple of little. Buckle up, babe. Um, the, what my goal was when I first started, so I went from being a bartender, getting home at like like seven o'clock in the morning to being like, I wake up at like five 30 these days. Right. And that was not me for the longest time. I identified as a night owl. So when I would have to get up and go to my corporate job, um, you know, I was waking up five minutes before I had to leave the house. I would like brush my hair, make sure I looked okay. And that was that. And I was out the door. So for me, as I got through this personal development thing, I was like, oh, you know, like actually after driving an hour and a half every day, I don't have the energy to work out when I come home because it's pitch black all the time. Like we lived 
you know, 40 days and 40 nights of like, yeah, 40 days of sunshine, 40 days of nights. Wow. It wasn't that far North, but like, I was never seen sunlight in the winter. Wow. So when I was there, I was so tired all the time that I was like, okay, if I really do want to make this lifestyle commitment, I've got to get up first thing in the morning and do my workout. And I noticed that it sustained my energy throughout the day. So that's, I really enjoy doing that. So my uh, routine back then was, you know, five, 10, 15 minutes of meditation and a workout. So I got up just early enough so that I could get those things in and then was off to work. Then as I like got deeper into my journey, I was like, man, I would love the time to just like journal and read and whatever in the morning. So I'm at a point now where I'm getting up, like you're my first call of the day. I'm getting up at 5.30 in the morning. I go, I do my my journaling, my meditation, my reading. Um, I do what's known as priming, which is a thing I've learned from t- and adapted from Tony Robbins. I'll do like some self Reiki. I'll do, Mm. um, you know, just whatever tapping, like any of the tools that I have. And that usually takes me a couple hours in the morning. So I don't usually take calls until noon and it'll give me the time to get a couple hours of work done in the morning, as well as, you know, my whole routine, which usually takes about two to three hours. And then- do my work for the day and then I'm done. So it's safe to say your energy is aligned. My energy. (laughs) Yeah. And I just love that because I also went through the process of re-identifying and now I'm completely identified as a morning person, but like if anybody's listening to this knew me when I was younger, they will spit out their tea because they'll be like, I was the worst. I hated mornings. I would get up five minutes before I had to go anywhere doing my makeup on the tube, like whatever (laughs) it took, like having my, when, when I met my husband, I used to take my toast. We were working in Sydney and we were on a top floor apartment. I used to take my toast on a plate, eat it in the lift and give it to reception, give my plate to reception. I actually can't believe I used to do this. <laughs> give my plate to reception and be like, I'll get it after work because I literally, that's how much time I never used to make myself. And now I'm the same, like it's very normal if I'm up at like six, 6.30 because I'm really in that energy of creating that space for myself. Absolutely. And for me, it depends too. like when winter first hits, like I don't usually stay in Canada during the winter. I mean, COVID's got things a little messed up, but, um, the, the cold combined with the darkness, it really yeah, doesn't yeah. do well with me. I have seasonal affective disorder. I, I, it's actually gotten much better over the years now that I'm my own boss. Shocker. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> But the the cultivation of energy is so important because especially in the line of work that I do, I mean, it's so important for manifestation in general, but the line of work that I do, if I'm not serving myself, if I'm not pouring into myself first, I'm not going to be at an optimal state to pour into my clients. Yeah. And I think it counts for any, like, it's so transferable to anyone. If you're in like a nine to five job, like you can't serve, you can't, you're not going to have energy overflowing after to do the things you want. You can't be your best person at work. If you are not setting yourself up and aligning your energy, right. It's just like, it's so transferable. So, so true. I remember that I went and this is like, it goes both ways too. So I used to share an office with a girl that 
was lovely, but I remember that she was a little bit of a grump Mm-hmm. a lot of days like I right. I really like her but <laughs> she was just sharing an office there was a definite exchange of energy and I remember one day she was on the phone this is going to stick with me forever I remember she was on the phone one day and she was being just so rude to someone and I don't know if it was because she was having a bad day or whatever but like that's also something to be mindful of is that yeah you know, when you're having a bad day and if you're not aware of your emotions, you're not aware of how you're affecting other people who then go on to affect other people and all of this stuff. I got home at the end of the day and my ex-boyfriend, he said something and I was just so snippy to him. And he goes, where did that come from? Mm. He goes, cause that's not you. Wow. And I was like, oh my God. Like it was beyond just being in like, a bit of a mood, right. right? Like I was, I don't know if I would say I was rude, but like there was something that made him realize that it was not within me. And I was like, wow, so-and-so was not having a good day at work. And I literally, I, I picked up on that energy. Wow. Yeah. And completely. then I transferred it to him. <laughs> yeah. And then and that's the thing. And we're not aware of it. I love that because right. there's so many things you can do, create your boundaries. Like, you know, and this is the thing guys, I mean, you can follow Kiki, you can work with Kiki, like in the show notes, I'm going to put everything that you can do to follow her and just be a part of her community. Cause it's incredible. Her podcast Namaste Babe is amazing. And what's great is she has so many episodes. You can scroll right back and like, and you can also <laughs> check out Jessica. <laughs> on the podcast yes I also have an episode which I was like so buzzed about I was like oh and do you know what's crazy I probably should have said this at the beginning but how we've never even met I know but our journeys are so incredibly aligned like we've both worked on ships we have so many mutual friends we're both oh my god I just hit the mic Martin's gonna kill me I didn't hear it Sorry, Martin. Um, side note, Martin is my husband and edits the podcast. So um, yeah, we're both NLP. 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 We're both coaches. Um, like, I mean, just unbelievably aligned. And so our, a friend like connected us through an Instagram story. We jumped on the Zoom call. We were like, oh my God, how have we never met a and why are we the same like this so is, crazy you know it's but amazing that's what I love a hundred percent putting yourself out there and like connecting with other people it's so powerful and thank you for sharing this like I said everything to follow Kiki will be in the show notes please please continue to follow her work with her what she does is amazing so I have a couple of um questions that I ask I'm asking everyone um so I'm gonna go ahead and ask you ready we talk about healing a lot in our line of work, um, healing our energy, healing past trauma. And, you know, I, I think healing is also sometimes a word that we don't necessarily understand. So what does healing mean to you? Mm. So it's taking for me personally, and other people might have a a different definition, but for me, it's taking everything that we've gone through, acknowledging it, working through it, like, the biggest thing that we try to do is like forget our past or whatever. No, our past makes us who we are, but it, there's positive ways to bring your past with you. And there's negative ways to bring your past yeah, with you yeah. as you grow. So taking what you've been through and learning how to 
integrate it within you is a beautiful way, I think, of defining healing. And as well, it's a transmuting of energy. So, you know, with my cancer, there was negative energy that manifested in my throat. Whereas if I could have done this work to heal myself previously, um, the emotions wouldn't have been trapped right there and they would have been able to flow freely Mm. through me. So it's a transmission almost of like the negative into either a neutral or positive um, source at like a cellular level. Yeah, like making it not a negative, heavy feeling and 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 not forgetting it not completely pushing it away but allowing it to empower you and I love the way you said um you know your past actually I can't remember word for word what you said but you know your past is actually who you are yeah we want we you know even the dark yes well that's the whole point that's the duality of life Mm. the light and the dark need each other in order to be recognized people like with manifestation, how I talked about that, like financially awesome month, you know, I couldn't have appreciated it as much as I did without all the darkness mm. that got me to it. hundred mm, percent. I love it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And this leads me on easily onto my next question. And I always say, because there was times when I listened to podcasts, when I decided to think differently about my life and instead of I don't get me wrong I still love to binge a Netflix show but and I was thinking how can I better fuel my mind but I wasn't there yet I would just be listening yeah. so if there's anybody listening who say can't get out of bed or it's just in, in that rock bottom space like what would be an action step or like one one piece nugget of advice that you would give them right now to help them move forward mm. So a lot of the time, I mean, so many things are coming to mind, but especially when we're in that rock bottom place, we don't feel safe. And so there's a lot of things to do with the root chakra, which comes down to the safety and the security. Um, So even just being compassionate with yourself, I mean, we get so hard on ourselves when we're in the shit of, Mm. I should be doing this, I should be doing that, it's not right for me to feel these things or this way, and it's just allowing yourself the space to feel, allowing yourself the ability to grieve or, you know, express whatever negativity is coming up for you. Um, and then a lot of the time, this is maybe not so much for the like rock bottom, but if you're in a funk, um, one of my favorite things to do, and I just did a podcast episode on this is a rampage of gratitude is what I call it. Love it. So it's just, you start listing as many things as possible, like rapid fire, quick list (laughs) of all of the things that you can think of good, like, you know, small, big that are going amazing in your life. And people will be like, Kiki, I don't have anything to be grateful for. And I'm like, okay, do you? (laughs) Okay, let's (laughs) go. Yeah, let's go. Do you have clothes on your back? Do Mm. you have food in your stomach? Do you have a roof over your head, running water, clean water? Do you have a vehicle to get you to and from work every day or public transportation? Because if you have any of those things, if you have a bed to sleep in at night, if you've got shoes on your feet, you're doing better than 80% of the world. Wow. And like, how crazy is that? 
That is. And it's so easy to get wrapped up and not feel grateful for those yeah. things. So I think that's an gr- amazing way to finish up today by saying, if you're going to do one thing tonight, go on Kiki's gratitude rampage and just, you know, I'm going to do one. There's so much to be grateful for yeah. and it's only going to benefit your life to see it more, right? You've where your focus goes, your energy flows and you start mm-hmm. seeing more things to be grateful for. Kiki, you are, I'm not even, I can't even find the words to describe <sighs> how I feel about like you're just like you're a force of nature you're such a shining light I can't thank you enough um for sharing being so open and being here just full stop so thank you thank you thank you guys go ahead follow um share please you know take a screenshot listening to this tell us what your biggest takeaway was and get involved with Kiki because she's amazing I love you. Thanks for listening, guys. Yes, absolutely. And like I said, uh, part two. (laughs) Yes, I'm here for you. All right, guys. Have a great day. Go on that gratitude rampage. And Kiki, you're amazing. Thank you.